0: am I dropping in here on Saturday for another episode of Don's Pinball Podcast? You bet your hiney I am. Get in your chair, get in your car, get across town, grab a pizza, grab a slice. What can I say? Sit down. I got some more news nuggets to drop. The drops never stop when it comes to pinball. I'm going to talk about some developments that have happened already this week and an event that's happening. Well, look at the calendar. Tomorrow in Pittsburgh, I'll get to all that and more after the drop. Saturday is hitting hard. I thought I'd do one more episode while I'm still out of town, heading home tomorrow, going to be flying into Chicago, and then that long frozen drive up into Wisconsin, but before that, I'm going to be heading over into Oakdale, Pennsylvania, to Helicon Brewing, be there at 2 o'clock, maybe somebody else will show up, there'll be a sticker for you, and a selfie if you want it, worth its weight. In gold, that is. So let's cover some of the news and developments that have been going on. So in my last episode, I reviewed this amazing-looking topper that came from our boy Leor with the theartofpinballshop.com, where if you go to it now, you're not going to see a whole lot. It turns out all that was taken down, the rumors that are circulating, and I think this has been a little bit confirmed on Pinside by Leo himself, is there may have been a little cease and desist action sent his way from either Jersey Jack or Guns N' Roses or that headband around Slash's top hat. Um, he's taken that down. All of, uh, There was an email saying that anybody that had already purchased has been refunded for the $2,300 net. Three hundred fifty dollar, uh, Jersey Jack uh, Guns and Roses topper. So, uh, we'll see what develops out of this. Um, I, it looked like a nice resin sculpt from him. It was outside of the price range to make it an instant buy for me for sure. Um, but seemed to be uh, well made. And I did like the lights, but you know, you know, everybody has their opinions on that. As it is, that has gone back into the uh, back in the pot of boiling water, to the back of the stove. We'll see what percolates and comes up out of him next. So, you know, a fun little saga to follow going into the weekend. Speaking of what I've been up to, um, I had a chance to go over to Starport Arcade in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, Actually, these games, the pinball games that are there, uh, they believe they're owned and operated by the same guy that does Helicon Brewing. So that makes sense. Um, I was there before and I saw one of their Toy Story 4s had a card from Helicon. So mystery solved, gang. Um, while there, this is a, a two-level arcade in a small little bar on Walnut Street in Morgantown, West Virginia, where West Virginia University is, a big college town there around the northern part of the state, just south of the Pennsylvania border. So I popped over there, and I got to put some time on Elvira House of Horrors once again. And you know, coming back to that game now, after I've been kind of obsessed with Rush and Godzilla and Guns N' Roses and Halloween and everything, um, it's nice to come back to a game that's just really... Nice fan layout with a huge object right in the back of the play field. That Victorian mansion that's back there, and it's got multiple entrances in it. The the stairs lift up. The little pergola on the top spins around with the different modes. Um, and I love, <laughs> can we get more games with jumping gargoyles? Aren't those things great? You hit the little gargoyles at the front of the stairs, and they just kind of jump up in the air and scream. Gotta love that. Um, I could play that game for, for quite a while. Um, something great about Starport is that this guy curates the best versions of the games that are there. There was a uh, Bond limited edition on site. I played uh, the limited edition... uh of Elvira House of Horrors. Right next to that was a limited edition Stranger Things. And I've played the premium, so I've seen the uh, uh, what they've done with the projector for that game. But being able to actually play the LE, now that was fun. And it's from a time when Stern wasn't making 7,000 limited edition games. Like there was only 500 or so. Um, so uh, Stranger Things has now entered that wish list that I keep in the back of my mind of games I would not mind owning at some point you know, should the lottery deem it necessary to shower me with cash, right? Make it rain. Um, so, fun game. I like that. Uh, Brian Eddy uh, designed that. Should be designing Venom. I hope he keeps the theme more Stranger Things and a little less Mandalorian. I love that dark. And the thing with Starport is the pinball machines are all down on the second level, like in the dungeon. It's great. It's, it's dark down there, low light levels, and you've got you know, about 20 machines, and they're all relatively new. There's even a Whitewater back in there. Um, So I had a great time there. Thank you guys for having such a great pinball collection. $1 plays, two games, or three games for $2. I love that deal. And just revisiting Elvira and Stranger Things is where I spent my time. I wanted to get some more time on the Bond LE, but there was a gentleman that was kind of glued to it, and I noticed that the game was on free play. So he must obviously be some sort of insider, maybe a tournament player that's there practicing. So... Um, I work nearby, I come here occasionally, so I'm sure I'll be able to hit it again at some point. But shout out to Starport Arcade, 228 Walnut Street, Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, park on the street, bring some quarters, because the machines out there still take quarters for 15 minutes of parking for 25 cents. Um, I don't know if they validate it all, but you, it's a it's a college town, so you'll get ticketed and may get booted depending on how long you stay there. Um, I looked around. I couldn't find a sticker wall anywhere. I checked the bathrooms and everything. So I did leave some stickers on some of their tournament flyers that were up on the wall. So if you happen to go in there this weekend, there may still be some left. Go ahead and grab you a sticker off the wall. Um, Tomorrow... Tomorrow is Sunday. I'll be at Helicon, uh, which is at 102 Union Avenue in Oakdale, Pennsylvania. Helicon Brewing. Oh, they've oh, they got to have more than 30 games there. And I've been there twice, and I've already seen games rotate in and out. So another great curated collection right in the Pittsburgh area. Pittsburgh, if you don't know, it's a pin town. It's a big pinball town. Chicago, I know, is known as being like the epicenter. Uh, but Pittsburgh is another, uh, another big pinball town, a lot of pinball arcades and museums and such. Um, so I'll be there. I'm planning on being there for Sunday at two o'clock for about an hour. Um, I'll bring some stickers with me. If anybody actually shows up, get yourself a sticker and also play some games. They're only a dollar. And I just hope they still have their Alice Cooper. Um, so I do like playing that. So all in all, it's been a good pin trip uh, while I've been out here. Um, I do have a request to put out there. If anybody has a pinball powder coater that they have used in the past, um, someone who provides, you know, easy shipping, easy to work with, relatively quick turnaround, let me know. Go on uh, to uh, the Don's Pinball Podcast page at Facebook and let me know. Drop me a line. Go into the Discord, the links in Facebook, or uh, send me an email, donspinballpodcastgmail.com. I'm looking for some, some powder coating jobs. Uh, I got some powder coating work, some some metals. I need to be electromagnified and powder coated, so hit me up if you know anybody. I thought I would take another moment <clears throat> during the show to just kind of, once again, just go around the circle to all the companies and see what we're doing, what's going on. I mean, we're, I feel like we're on the precipice of just a huge avalanche of new news and machines leading up into Texas Pinball Festival coming up next month. Um, on the line, let's start with Stern. They just finished a run of Bond 60th. This company can make six months worth of games in a week somehow. Just this, this machine has to be just dripping with oil. If you work at Stern, are your socks wet because of all the oil dripping, because of how well lubricated your operation is? Uh, sounds like they've done. They finished with the Bond 60th, and there's already photos of Godzilla Premiums on the line. Did you hear that? I didn't know that there was another run of those coming up. This must have got scheduled or I just overlooked it, but I know there's got to be tons of people that are still on the waiting list for Godzilla premium. And you should be that game's amazing. I've got one. I love it. Shout out to mad pinball. Thanks for hooking it up for me. Um, so uh, what else we have coming up after the run of the Godzilla premiums, um, the rumored on again, off again, Elvira house of horrors premium is going to be hitting the line, man. This is a game. Now you think people have been waiting for Godzilla. There's some people that have been on a list for a year or more waiting for another run of Elvira's house of horrors. And the rumored delay, the thing that was holding it up is apparently the build of materials, the cost to build Elvira is higher than some other games. So if they're selling them for the same price with those price margins, uh, you'd make more money running other games rather than trying to deal with the big backlog of Elvirus. But it's happening finally. Will it happen again? That's the big question. Now, normally Stern, when they uh, decide to reach the end of a production uh, production cycle for one of their games, they're not going to be making it anymore. They give out a last call to distributors, like they did that just recently with Led Zeppelin. You know, you could tell that the uh, uh, the builds of Led Zeppelin and the sales were slowing down, so they're like, okay. We're going to make this one more time, and then we're not going to be making more playfields and and other parts in our department. We're going to switch to other games. So there was a last call. But what they haven't done is a last call for Elvira. And so... um are they just going to silently kind of let it you know sit in the back there again? Will they do one more run? Who knows? But um, I know they probably didn't even feel all of the re- uh, requests they've had uh, for Elvira. So uh, Godzilla Premium right now looks like uh, at the end of the month going into March will be Elvira's on the line and then hopefully out to people, which is great. It's a great game. I think it needs to be in more places. So going over to Jersey Jack, uh, the news out of Jersey Jack is – yeah, that's right. Absolutely nothing. We haven't heard anything about this next game. Uh, JJP number eight. Uh, there's rumors. The biggest rumor is Godfather, which is a strange idea for a game. The other rumor is that Godfather is not the rumor. And in fact, just a cover story, an intentional leak set to misguide people. I've heard Avatar Way of Water. Um, I, the movie just came out. So, I mean, that can make sense. But we have heard nothing. We might hear something um, in the next week or so. We might not hear anything for six months. I think that's less likely. I think next week uh, who knows at this point uh, they could drop something. Uh, one thing I wanted to comment though on is the 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 marketing decisions behind operating this way so obviously uh, these pinball companies keep it close to the vest um, in most instances that I have seen. Uh, They won't actually release the title and the details of the game until that game is is ready to go on sale. Like we're releasing details at 10 a.m. and the game is going on sale at noon. (laughs) And so uh, I think this is like ambush marketing is probably the angle they're trying to go for. Um, they want to keep the details close to their chest, and then the idea being we're going to let people know we have a game, and then they need to buy it right away. We don't want people to kind of think and mull it over. Um, you know. So I know that seemed to play well over the last few years with the whole FOMO deal where games would sell out, and if you didn't have a chance to buy one when it went on sale, you know you were out of luck. You had to pay a scalper you know, a few thousand dollars over the MSRP to get that game. Um, that seems to have changed now. Looking at the landscape, any game that I really want that came out in the last five years, I can find them. And with a couple of standout exceptions, uh, Jersey Jack's Pirates of the Caribbean um, or Stranger Things, they've all held around the same value, relatively speaking, even adjusted for inflation or even slightly lower for a used game that has low plays and was well taken care of. So I've backed out of the rush in and get everything as soon as it's announced phase. Um, you know, I've got a couple of wants out there that I, that I would like to go on. Um, at this point, I think safe bets are still with Stern. As far as buying, you know, whatever's released and playing it and then being able to get some good resale value out of it. Some of the other ones, I'm just not sure which way they're going to go. So I figured, you know, if I was sitting there and I had reached the point where I had money in my pinball budget to go ahead and purchase the next game, um, whatever company releases the next thing out is probably going to get my money. So if you're a Jersey Jack or an American pinball or, or another company with a game coming out, someone beat you to the punch like uh, Spooky just did with Scooby-Doo, I think a lot of the people that had money that were ready to go into the market, um, Scooby just kind of got them. I mean, they got me. That worked. Um, so now if uh, Jersey Jack were to release you know, their title tomorrow, um, I'd pass on it for now. Um, maybe wait, see how it sells, go play it on location, take my time going in on it because I'm already indebted uh, to Spooky for their next title. Um, Now, I'm not sorry about that. I mean, Scooby-Doo is hitting all the points for me personally, for the family. They're totally jazzed about it. So this seems like a solid purchase. It wasn't $15,000, so uh, it was was a much easier decision to make. Um, But, you know, is the reason because uh, if they would say, hey, next month we have a game coming out. Here's the price. We're looking at the game. Um, Here's when we're expecting to build it. Here's when you could expect to get it. Um, but we won't release the title yet. Is marketing like that somehow going to put a company at a disadvantage? Um, You know, because if you knew, if you were a consumer with money and you knew that um, there was a game coming out from Jersey Jack next month, you didn't know what it was, but you've got the price for it. And then, you know, say uh, Stern or American uh, Pinball Company comes out and says they have their game, they released the the cost you'd expect to pay for it, maybe rumored a little features, but didn't release the theme. I think that would help you kind of navigate and say, okay, I think I'm more leaning towards this game. And then when it comes down, it's full revealed, then it seems a little more fair. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm sure these people employ whole marketing teams and there's a reason behind what they're doing. Um, But just from, you know, from my perspective, it's just a little confusing, you know, because I'm not sure, um, you know, what's actually going on. And wouldn't you want to try to hype up your game and kind of whip people into a fervor to be able to then as soon as it comes out, boom, get it. Uh, That's what video games do when, uh, you know, they do pre-sales. I mean, video games are digital now, for cripes' sake. You don't have to go stand and line out in front of Best Buy or GameStop when a game launch anymore, but they still have pre-orders, and they build up that fervor going into it. Just my thoughts. Just the thoughts coming from this guy. What's American Pinball doing, speaking of them? um, They got a game supposedly coming out, Dennis Norman designed, right? Same guy that did Elvira for cripes. That's his third time i said cripes. Um, You know, for crying out loud there uh rumored as this uh, space battle game we're all curious to see it um looking back at the pedigree i haven't really jumped on any american pinball games and um the reason is they tend to go for these uh open source uh unlicensed uh themes you know themes that belong in the public domain like houdini uh valhalla the wrath of olympus Well, hey, sorry about that, everybody. The building I'm recording in right now just had a fire drill, so that alarm was going off. Just one of the joys and pleasures of filming on the road, I guess. Uh, back to the point I was trying to get with American Pinball and and kind of how I could see them maybe improve sales-wise or at least playership-wise. Uh, it's kind of like this. Let's take Rush. Game of the year, right? Uh, Rush Pinball. So if you remove the rush theming and the call outs and the band's name from everything, left everything else exactly the same, that would be time machine the game, right? So um, it would be no it would still shoot the same, there'd be the same wire form ramp and vuck and the 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 magnet time machine funness there but it would have no soul no emotional connection and kind of when i look at houdini i mean it plays it's playable you know it's passable but i have no connection to that game um, rick and morty which shoots like a cinder block i love that freaking game um, and it's the theme and the call outs that make the difference so what i would like ap to do um, just you know for my self-serving reasons is Go ahead and just grab onto a theme. Now, obviously, the reason they don't go with these licenses is because then you have to pay a licensing percentage, right? So the games that they're making, every Oktoberfest sold, I mean, they probably have a larger share of the profits. But I think overall, if you look at the number of Oktoberfest sold versus if they would just go ahead and grab Goonies or something, you know, make a passable uh, a cave-themed pirate game throw the Goonies theme on there and put in some call-outs and some movie clips, you'd probably sell, like, three times as many, wouldn't you? I mean, you would not be making less per game because you'd have that licensing fee, but wouldn't that license carry you much further over the finish line overall? Um, shoot, make, uh, make I don't know, Smurfs, The Curse of Gargamel or something. I mean, that can't be an expensive theme to get. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to get to these Smurfs, Azriel. We're going to make a stew. Papa Smurf, Gargamel got Johan! Quickly, my Smurfs, hit the drop target so we can rescue Johan. Oh no, now Gargamel's taking Smurfette and he's doing terrible things to her. Quickly, my Smurfs, hit the left orbit, hurry up so we can rescue Smurfette. I mean, I'm just spitballing off the top of my head here, but would you rather play that um, versus the Legends of Valhalla? Which, you know, shoots fun and has some cool imaging, but there's there's no soul for me to be drawn into there. Um, I'm sure they have their reasons, but... You know, that was just uh, you know, some things that I'm thinking about. Um, other companies, Spooky, we know what they're doing. Raw Thrills, we're waiting to see what they're doing. Chicago Gaming Company, do they still work with the license holder for these games they're remaking? Do they not? That's more of a soap opera going on. I don't know if they have another game to announce. Um, anybody else that I've missed? Well, if I did miss anybody, you'll hear about her next time on Don's Pitbull Podcast. Have yourself a good Saturday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to go play some pins tomorrow, and then I'm going to get on an airplane. It's just going to be nuts. Two things I love, two great tastes that go great together. Everybody, behave yourself and eat your vegetables, and holler at me, at gmail.com or the Facebook page of Don's Pinball Podcast. Throw a follow, throw a like, throw a comment, throw a buy something.